The Real Estate Sessions is brought to you by Relola. The Relola app helps agents leverage their local expertise. Create a beautiful interactive map of everything you love about your community, from businesses to listings to local features. Share it on Facebook and your website. And it's free for all realtors in 2018. Learn more at relola.com. I worked my network more than anything. And that's, that's all I cared to do. That's all I ever did. And there's a whole bunch of people now who can still be successful doing that. The thing that really attracted me to Zillow was the focus on delivering a great experience to consumers. Cause that's, let's face it. Like we're all trying to do that. Right. Yep. Um, even when you're, when you're an agent, I mean, that's, that's part of what you're doing. You're trying to provide this and that's really hard these days. I mean, with, with the technology out there and the, the expectations of consumers, um, that's a really hard thing to do. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions podcast, where industry leaders share their stories and offer tips and advice for real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 130 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Thank you so much for finding our little podcast in the myriad of podcasts floating around in the internet. Uh, it's people like you who listen and tell friends that help us grow, and we really thank you for that. Uh, and as you know, I'm, I'm always looking for another story to tell. And today's, it's going to be someone that I've, I know, I've known for a long time, but never really had the chance to sit down and talk with him. It's Zach Shabbat, who's now with Zillow Group. But I think many of us know Zach from Go Realty uh, and the, the Go Connect app, the, 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 uh, the task management app that he had uh, part of, uh, really developed. And so we're going to talk about all that. Uh, and more. And Zach, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Bill. I'm excited, man. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So I, I always start at the beginning with a guest, and that is um, kind of where you grew up. And I know you've been in the Raleigh-Durham area for a long time, at least 20 years. Um, but now, as I listen to you talk, I don't hear a whole bunch of Southern drawl. I'm just going to guess you're not in <laughs> Is that right? I, I am not. I actually, uh, I am a New Yorker. I grew up, um, I grew up in Kingston, New York, which is a small town in the Hudson Valley area, about 90 miles uh, north of New York City. And it, it's, it was, it's a really cool place. So it's a small town, but it was the first capital of New York. So there's a lot of history there. There's still buildings there from the late 1600s. Uh, and so it's a really neat area. It's funny because when I say that I'm from upstate New York, you know, it's sort of like a bastard area in New York because it's, you know, people in the city think it's way upstate and people from Buffalo are like, oh, you're practically in the city. So it's this, it's this weird dynamic, but uh, I loved growing up there. I still have family there, so I still get to go and visit. Um, but yeah, it's a neat little place. It's funny. I, I had a chance to see Hamilton in New York uh, when we were there for Inman. And I'm reading the book, Hamilton, that, that inspired the musical because I was so blown away by how much I didn't know about Alexander Hamilton. But one of the things was uh, during the Revolutionary War period was the, the, uh, the battles and things that were going on in New York and upstate New York. So was, was Kingston involved in that or close to some of that action? Yeah, so I, I wish I knew more. Um, and I heard about how much you and Richard Silver geeked out about Broadway <laughs> musicals. And so I hate to say it, but I've never, I've never seen one. And I feel like that's a little bit criminal, but um, that's, a, that's a different topic. But yes. uh, yeah. so yeah, so um, a lot of the little towns around uh, Kingston, one of which was Hurley. Uh, Hurley was actually started because um, the British were trying to basically burn down Kingston. And so everyone had to 
sort of relocate to this other small town. And um, it's a really neat, I mean, there's so much, there's so many little stories like that, that um, I wish growing up, I wish I took more of an interest in it, but it's been fun to go back now and learn, you know, it's a, it's a town right along the Hudson river. And so there was a ton of trade up and down the river from New York city and uh, you know, right across the river from, um, you know, like the Rockefellers and the Vanderbilts and like, I mean, big, big names in American history. So really, really fun area to grow up. Did you go to school down in North Carolina? Is that what brought you down there? I finished high school here. So I started high school in New York. Uh, and then I finished high school here at Athens Drive in Raleigh. Okay. Uh, and then I went to school at UNCW. So I went down to the beach for college, which was awesome. You know, my dad had been in real estate for a long, long time. And we were, Kingston was an IBM town and uh, the IBM plant closed at one point and kind of that just, you know, that sort of drove everybody out. I mean, they had, I don't know, six or 7,000 employees, I think at that point. So, um, you know, so the real estate market was weird because it was, um, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but obviously now learning about it, the prices were dropping every month and it was taking about 12 months to sell a house. And so you know, which is scary, right? I mean, that's a, that's a, I, I can't even imagine. And so, you know, my dad being in the business, it was kind of like, Hey, we can't do this. Like, this is just, it's not, this is not going to work. And so, uh, so we picked up and, and it was between Raleigh and Charleston and we landed on Raleigh and uh, gosh, it's been 20 some years now. So Wilmington, um, beautiful on the coast right there. Right. I think, um, yeah, it's, oh that, man, I love it. Yeah. That's your getaway to the beach, right? If you're going to leave out of Raleigh, you'll head that way. I mean, there's, you know, that's the nice, we're kind of spoiled in North Carolina because I have so many beaches that I can go to, Yeah. Uh, you know, between the Outer Banks and Wilmington and uh, Emerald Isle and Bald Head. And there's, I mean, there's just tons of places around. So um, I love going back to the beach. Our kids love it. They're water babies and they just, they love, you know, being around there. So yeah, I try to go back. I still got some friends there and uh, try to visit campus every now and again, just to see how it's grown. Cool. Yeah. I love going. Let's see. I'm just going to, I'm going to assume this, but I don't want to Duke or, or the Tar Heels. No, no, I'm, I'm a Tar Heel by marriage. So <laughs> okay. uh, my wife went to Chapel Hill. Um, but that was, I, I had no idea when I first moved here, that's like a serious thing here, right? I mean, college basketball is a religion. Um, cause, so I moved here in February and it was right before March Madness. And I felt like I was being recruited. So when I first got here, it was like everybody wanted to know where your loyalty lies. Like, are you an NC State fan? Are you a Tar Heel? You know, are you are you a Duke fan? And it was just like, I have, I have no idea. Like, I like the Yankees. I, I don't know what any of this stuff means because <laughs> right. we just didn't follow college basketball that closely back then. And, um, you know, and so but then, of course, you know, a few weeks later, March Madness comes and it's like, I mean, stuff shuts down around here. Like the teachers are rolling, you know. TVs into classrooms and stuff. And it's like, they're all the modders playing. It was, it was a bizarre experience to go through the first time. And now I can't imagine life without it. So it's, it's, it's such a fun, gosh, I mean, what a, what a neat place to be right now. So. Yeah. My, my son lived in Durham for a uh, year uh, in between uh, getting his master's and then finding his, uh, his gig up in DC. And so uh, we were able to go back there a couple times and visit and hang out. Just a just a it's great really little, oh, pretty. What a downtown. God. Just a cool place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the Duke campus is beautiful. The Carolina campus is beautiful. You know, it just it's uh yeah, it's really nice. We'll go over there on a Sunday sometimes and just hang around campus and take the kids for lunch, throw the football around and stuff and 
So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Nice. You 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 enter college. Your degree was in communications. Was yep. real estate on your radar? Now you grew up in a family that was real estate, you know, driven. So I'm wondering, were you thinking I'm going to follow in dad's footsteps, or I'm doing something different? You know, it's funny. So uh, at the time, so I yeah, it was communication studies, and then uh, everybody around me seemed to be going into pharmaceutical sales. That seemed like the thing that everybody was doing, and so I didn't really. I didn't really think about real estate just because I, you know, I just kind of always been around it. So I was like, eh, maybe this this pharmaceutical thing that sounds probably like what I'll end up doing. And my senior year, uh, a buddy of mine who was a year older had graduated already, and that's what he was doing. And he was like, oh man, it's great. He loves it. He's you know, talks it up and and he says, hey, come ride with me one day. And I was like, great. You know, so here I am. I got like the one suit that kind of fits me. Uh, you know, so I get all dressed up and I go and it was the most miserable experience. I was like, I freaking hate this. Like, I don't, there's nothing about this that is fun or anything. And I was like, well, I better figure out what to do. So, um, so my dad at the time was really involved in, um, the new home, like, uh, new home. He worked for builders and developers and that kind of thing. So he was involved in real estate with a lot of the new homes community. And so he called a friend and basically I went and sat down. And so I coming right out of college, three days after I graduated, I started selling for Beezer Homes. So I did on-site sales, um, right. I mean, literally like the Monday after I graduated, I started. So, um, so yeah, I've, it was one of those things that I didn't, I hadn't really considered. And then once I did, it was like, oh man, this makes a lot of sense. (laughs) So that's, it's great. So you get in, you, you know, the business from your dad. I mean, uh, yep. osmosis, you pick up something, right? But Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's like the, you know, when people talk about the MLS books and the lock boxes with the keys and all that, like, I, that's what I grew up around. Like I used to help him carry those and flip through them in his office. Right. And so, yeah, I, I've always been around it. So you're, you're, you're a Beezer for a couple of years and then you, you, uh, did, you went over into the, the the publishing, like the advertising side. Is that, is that right? <laughs> that's, I think that's a very generous way of saying that I did print ad sales okay, for a little while. Go. All right. Um, but it was, uh, so yeah, for New Homes and Ideas magazine, I worked with a lot of the builders uh, in town sort of on, you know, it was kind of like a new home guide kind of a thing, right? You pick them up at the grocery store. Um, but I'll tell you, as it was it was an interesting change for me because that's where I started to meet a lot of sort of the decision makers, you know, the company owners and marketing directors and presidents and, and the people making high level decisions about media planning and that kind of stuff. And so I really learned a lot. It was only a year and a half. It was a great um, local company. The owners were fantastic. Um, But that's kind of where I started to get this idea about, you know, how design works and how people think about marketing and advertising and, um, so yeah, I, oddly enough, it was probably the shortest sort of span, like, um, chronologically the shortest time I ever spent anywhere. Um, but it was really influential. I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. And you take that knowledge then, and you end up joining a Remax team, right? So you, you leave the new builds and you decide you're going to go into well, retail or residential real estate, right? Yep. So I went into general brokerage, uh, a guy that had worked, um, on site with my dad when we first moved here was uh, his name is John Wood and uh, John and I are still really close today and I'll tell you about him in a little bit but uh, I joined his team and so I took a lot of you know for a guy let's see at that point I was probably I don't know my mid-20s somewhere and um, 
I started basically taking all this construction knowledge and, you know, all these connections that I had made. And so now all of a sudden I became a really, really, um, I don't know, like I, I was sort of a, a young expert in new home construction who is now in general brokerage. So it was interesting. Yeah. So John was a fantastic work. I think I worked on his team for four or five years. Um, but he was, I mean, he was a great mentor for me. So, um, to get into that side of the business for sure. So we moved through the, the journey of Zach. I mean, there's in 2009, I mean, not the best, you know, market conditions to like <laughs> starting up your own brokerage, but you decide, talk, how did this decision come about for you to then open up your own, your own operation, go realty? Well, I, I can't take, I, I can only take like a small piece of the credit for that. Right. So, um, one of the builders that I was, um, sort of working nearby at the time was a guy named Jim Garman. Uh, and he had run Garmin homes and they were doing things way, way differently than any other builders. You know, I mean the building industry, real estate, like, you know, at times it can be, let's say not as progressive as some other industries. Um, but Jim was like changing everything about how he approached customers and the build process. And I was like, man, who is this guy? And, um, so he approached me and said, Hey, look, we're delivering this unbelievable magical experience to our building customers but we think that we can do the same thing in general brokerage and do you want to help us do that and i was like whoa like this is you know i'd never really been a part of a startup before um but man it was really exciting and so we actually for about nine months um we ran garmin real estate and it was sort of the sister company of the building company uh, we joke about it now that that was sort of the practice company because mm-hmm. we, you know, we learned all of our, uh, you know, all of our mistakes and what does it look like and, you know, how, how are most companies run and then how do we want to run? And, uh, and so in that nine months, we basically said, okay, this was our practice company. We're going to start Go Realty. And uh, Jim and I and a woman named Jen Cole, who now runs uh, another local shop here called Be Home Realty the three of us sort of said, let's do this. And uh, so that's how this all came about. And so Go Realty was born out of this uh, thought that things could be done better. So tell, yeah, tell me, tell me about the story, man. Yeah. Tell me about the name Go, Go Realty. Where'd that come from? <laughs> well, we, it's so funny. So it was one of those things where, you know, we decided, okay, we didn't want to name it after uh, a person. Right. So it was like, okay, let's, we didn't want to do that, but we didn't want to make it some like big fancy name that should be like etched in stone somewhere. And so we're like, okay, let's keep it short. It's got to be easy to pronounce. Um, but we also wanted it to be something that was, you know, always sort of revolved around movement and how things are always changing and things are moving fast. And, and so literally this just kind of, it was one of those things that just, I don't know, it just sort of popped up in a brainstorm. And at first we were like, uh, I don't know. Can we really like, is it that simple? Like, I, I don't know. And we kind of wrote it off, I think at first. And, you know, we came up with all these different names and then we just kept coming back to how easy it was to say. And just in the vernacular that we used every day, it was just a, a natural thing that just kept coming up. And then we just said, man, let's, let's just stick with it. Let's go for it. And so, so yeah, so go realty was born. Um, and everyone seemed to really grasp onto it. We, when we, when we launched, we had, I think there were 12 of us that we had recruited who were crazy enough to join a startup in 2010. 
So Go is still thriving right now. And so when I, let's see, when I left there, it was, I think we had gotten up to about 45 agents. Um, now I think there's 150, four or five offices and they, they're running three real estate schools now. And um, so, yeah, it was just, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's been, it's been great. And so it's a, um, it's a BHG franchise as of a few years ago. So, yep. So better homes and gardens go realty. Awesome. Let's talk about then you go ahead and go through the startup experience with go realty. All of a sudden the entrepreneurial spirit starts kicking in for you. Um, and yeah, you, I, <laughs> Oh man, I totally got the bug, man. Yeah. I didn't know that I had it in me. Yeah. And you're, you're a, uh, a big part of go connect. And I, I remember when this came out, it, it was a, um, we, I, I know I was looking at it at, at the Chicago title in Phoenix where I was at the time I was telling people about it, like how simple this is, you know, it's a way to stay connected. Uh, and to keep everything kind of in order, um, talk about the let's talk about the birth of Go Connect and you know how that all came about. Oh man, what a fun experience! So so Jim Garman and I did Go Connect. We were the the two people involved. It was same kind of thing. Like, hey, we're looking for a solution. Here's kind of what we want it to do, and can we find it? And we looked and we looked and we looked, and what we kept coming back to was, okay, there's all these CRMs out there, right? That have been that have been built for a desktop. They all do a million things, but like the two or three things that we needed it to do really well from a mobile perspective, it just didn't exist. And we're like, should we build this thing? Like, are we crazy for thinking this? And so we took a few months and kind of, you know, just you kind of do your, your research and say, what's out there? What's the landscape look like? Um, we had, I mean, Jim had done a little software design before, but I had never done anything like this. And so um, we just decided here's what we want it to be. We want to keep it super simple, which of course, if anybody's ever done any technology, you know, that in order to make it really simple, uh, you know, from the user experience, it's probably really, really complex and complicated behind the scenes. Yeah. A lot of, coding. um, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. I mean, it was an insane amount, but also what's really neat is when, you know, because we decided we want this to be mobile only. We don't even want to have a desktop version. It was, you are forced to make some really tough decisions because you only have a five inch screen. And so everything that you want to do has to be super thoughtful and super important. So it has to be this ultimate focus on one thing. And, you know, so that, that makes us, it forced us to make some really tough decisions about what's important you know as an agent when you're out there on the go what's important and what can wait until later and so it was we stripped out anything that you wouldn't need that would slow you down we wanted it to be able to like you could open it up at a stop sign do a few things and close it and move on and so um so yeah so that was um it was great and it worked i mean i think at one point we had 20 or 25,000 registered users and you know it was we had some power users and it was, uh, it was an unbelievable experience. And so that sort of was my, my introduction into this crazy world that is real estate technology, um, which, you know, it's even more overwhelming now that I'm in the middle of it than when I first got into it. Yeah. Well, let's, let's see, you love that technology so much. Um, you now work for one of the biggest players in the world of real estate <laughs> right. technology. Yeah. The Zillow group. So, um, your, your, your title, I think is senior manager, uh, in broker engagement, which 
I'd love to sure. know exactly what that means. And so <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, your decision to 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 make the leap there, and then what uh, what your role is. Yes. Yeah, so uh, all right. So here's this is a fun story. So uh, back in I guess October, right before NAR. Um, fast forward a little bit because I'm actually even after all of that stuff, um, I went back to work with John Wood, um, who I had worked with previously on his team at Remax who, um, a few years ago, he bought Remax United. And so, um, I was there, I was running one of the smaller offices for John. Um, and when I came on, he was looking at this product that Zillow had premier broker. Um, and he said, Hey, they, they're thinking about this. I'm, I'm not sure. They invited me out to Seattle for this workshop, but I can't go. Can you go? And just sort of evaluate this and see if you think it would work for our company. I was like, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm pretty capable of that kind of a thing. So I did what anyone would do. And I called Jay Thompson. And I said, hey, man, I'm coming to Seattle. Can we grab a beer if you're in town? And, um, and he wrote me back and he said, yeah, of course. Are you coming for an interview? And I was like, no, but that's, that's like a really specific question, right? Like that's not a normal <laughs> response to do you want to grab a beer? Um, and so I was, I was curious. I was like, why? And, you know, he was like, well, there's this position open, came up a few months ago. They didn't really fill it. Um, and I just, it's kind of right up your alley. And I just figured that you were coming out for that. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, no, but, but now I'm, now I'm curious, right? And now I'm intrigued. I got to know more about this. And so I look into it and, you know, at first I was hesitant. I was like, eh, no thanks. Like, I don't, I don't, I never really worked for a big company before. I don't really you know, it's probably not my thing. And he was like, look, just, he was like, it's amazing here. You know, and he gave me the whole, like, he's, he loves it. And, and he was right. Um, but he said, just apply. He's like, it's really competitive. You know, just see what you think, learn more about it. I said, okay, Jay, you got it, man. I talked to TG, who was the hiring manager and learned a little bit more. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And, you know, the job description was all these things that I was really good at. Right. So it was knowledge of the brokerage business, knowledge of technology, you know, all public speaking, all these things. It's like, yeah, but this is basically describing me. And so I interviewed, which oddly enough, I realized I'd never been through a job interview before, wow. which this is fascinating to me yeah. because the very first job I ever had, my dad knew the person. So we sat down for like, a, you know, we sat down for like a coffee or something. And she was like, Hey, when do you want to start? So I think that was the most I'd ever done. So I was, I didn't really know what to do here. The other times I've just been a part of starting companies. It's the week before NAR in Chicago. The recruiter says, Hey, look, you know, part of this process is that you need to meet with like certain people. She was like, it just so happens that normally this takes a month because of coordinating everyone's schedules and everyone is going to be in Chicago in four days. Would you be willing to fly up there, meet with everyone, do your interview, and then, you know, we'll go from there. And I was like, yeah, because obviously I want to learn more, but if I'm not going to do this, like I have other things that I have to get back to. Right. And so I went out to Chicago, interviewed with five people in three hours and then flew home the next morning. And then a few days later still had to be out at this workshop to evaluate this for Remax in case I didn't get this job. So that's this weird sort of series of events. Um, and then I ended up getting an offer while I was sitting in the building already. Uh, during that workshop. So I don't, I don't know how many, I don't know how many offers they deliver to people who are in the building, but uh, I thought it was pretty funny. 
John's cool with all this? He was okay? Yeah, I was completely transparent about the whole thing. Okay. And I mean, he wasn't, I don't think he was like completely cool with it, but, right. um, but yeah, I was, uh, so he and my dad have known each other for a long time. My parents are godparents to his son. Like he's been a friend of the family forever. And I just told him, I said, I'm going to explore this. I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, it's something different. Um, and I've always said, you know, I really want to try to make a big impact in this industry. And I think this might be a way to do it. And so, so yeah, I was completely open with him. Uh, and he was great about the whole transition and everything else. So my role, uh, we have a small team. There's eight of us on our team, uh, the broker engagement team, and we cover the large brokerages and strategic brokerages throughout the United States. I think of it, the, the best way I can describe it is um, I work for Zillow Group, and so I'm sort of an in-house consultant. So I have to know about all the different companies, all the different, you know, Zillow, Trulia, Dot Loop, Bridge, everything that we launch, everything. And so I'm sort of a liaison to the larger brokerages for all of those different things. In a nutshell, that's that's basically it. So um, learning about the brokerage, figuring out what their goals are and how we might be able to fit into that. There's so many changes going on in the industry and Zillow is not <laughs> immune to that. They're, they're always... You know, Spencer and their leadership team, they're always looking for another way to solve a problem, um, you know, kind of move into another area. What, what's, what's got you most excited about what's coming up? At least things you can talk about. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's a, so one of the coolest things that I found right away was I had always been trying to figure out with a lot of these startups is how can, how can we create culture at scale? And so internally, that's something that Zillow is really doing a great job of. And that's one of the things that most impressed me early on was there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of really smart people. Um, and this, this collective group is, I think, is accomplishing some really, really great things. And so, um, you know, between the work environment, the benefits, the resources, everything else has been, that to me has been really, really, I think I underestimated that, you know, sort of seeing Zillow from, the industry side, I think I in, underestimated that part. So that's been really cool. <laughs> you know, honestly, like one of the things that if I was to say I'm an agent right now, what, or I guess maybe from how I approached real estate, um, the bridge listing input that we've, that uh, we've launched in Atlanta and we're bringing to a few other markets soon. To me, that just thinking back to when I sold full time, that was one of the most painful parts of the just of the job was I did a ton of listings. 70% of my business was listings and sitting down to enter something in MLS was just the most painful experience. And, you know, it'd be like midnight when it's finally quiet and I could have some time. And, you know, that's, that's not the time when you should be entering things into a database. It's just not, it's not good. Right. I mean, it's, you're, you're, trying to crop and resize pictures and you're trying to get all the fields right. And you're trying to do all this stuff. I would, man, I would make mistakes on it and stuff that I had to go back and correct. And I just, I spent so much time on it. And so from, from that perspective, like if it was me personally, bridge is really exciting for me because it's, it's a really intuitive way of doing that. I guess that would be one of the things I'm most excited about. There's so many though. There's so many sort of innovative things going on from the, agent perspective, the broker perspective, MLS perspective, just, uh, you know, I've, I was 
I was shocked to see how much this company still acts like a startup and, mm. you know, trying new things. And yeah, it's, I don't know. Is that, does that answer your question? That's yeah, kind that's, of, yeah. A startup that generated a billion dollars last year in revenue. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, that helps obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's know, great. I, that helps, but, um, no, that, so here's, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, um, I know Jay personally, I, I knew him, you know, pre Zillow and, he he has always said from day one, they're not they don't want to be a brokerage. They're a media company right. that that is able to help realtors in their business. That's and and it's that trying to build those partnerships because you know there's a lot of Zillow haters out there, and that's just oh yeah, sure to be part of what you do. Yeah, it's very interesting to hear you say um, that part of it because I I'm a huge believer with a lot of other people that you're connected to as well in the the philosophy or the belief that relationships are what really matter you know, for, for a realtor to be successful is, is how well can you cultivate, maintain, build, you know, grow yep. relationships. You're in on that, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, I was never, I mean, when I sold, I was, I didn't buy leads. I didn't do all this stuff. Like I, I worked my network more than anything. And that's, that's all I cared to do. That's all I ever did. And there's a whole bunch of people now who can still be successful doing that. Right. Um, I think for me, the thing that really attracted me to Zillow was the focus on delivering a great experience to consumers, because that's, let's face it, like we're all trying to do that, right? Yep. Um, even when you're, when you're an agent, I mean, that's, that's part of what you're doing. You're trying to provide this. And that's really hard these days. I mean, with, with the technology out there and the, the expectations of consumers, um, that's a really hard thing to do. I think of Zillow more as a technology company. They're sort of evolving into this. And it's like, hey, we've got the most consumers. Let's figure out what are their pain points? What are they struggling with? And then how can we build products to connect them to agents that solve that problem? And I think that's, you will find a lot more from Zillow going forward, making these connections to consumers. So I think it's a, it's a business model that's evolved. Um, and somebody who hasn't looked at it in, you know, 18 months or two years or something like that. I, it's so, it's so different. It's just, it's, um, so it's really, it's fun. I mean, I, I love being involved at this scale to feel like you can really make an impact. Let me ask you about some of your friends, right? You've, uh, you've worked very closely with Alyssa Hellman over the years. I think even, even I, kind of I this, just talked to her today. Yeah, there you go. And Ryan Bocross is another. Yep. Talk about how important those relationships inside the industry are for you. Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, that's, that's why we do this. We haven't really talked about it, but when I was involved in new homes, I spent a long time. So I did, um, I spent time on the local, state, and national boards for the Home Builders Association, um, and then switched over and did the same thing for the Realtor Association. So I met um, both Alyssa and Ryan. I think they were both at Inman events where I originally met them. I think Ryan, I probably met. Um, uh, initially online, probably right in some like Facebook group or something. And then just said, Hey, this person's pretty cool. Let's connect with them at, at an Inman event or something like that. And then you, know, you just sort of, you just grow these relationships that happen a little bit online, a little bit offline. And Alyssa and I were talking today about, she's going to taste wedding cakes, right? So we we're talking about her wedding coming up and it's just, nice. it's amazing how, you know, something that can be, that can start just in this little thing online, how it grows into friendships and that type of involvement. I, I wish I could be more involved. Um, but you know, my schedule doesn't allow that, but I have been involved in, you know, 
the industry at some level since day one. I mean, so yeah, it's invaluable. And like I said, I think that's why we do it. That's why we do it is for me anyways, it's the people. You know, you mentioned um, working at the association level and I would say 90% of my guests that are realtors on this podcast are heavily involved in, in their, at the association level, volunteering their time to help, you know, drive change, to help their, their competitors, to help their competitors be better at what they do. So I, I just talk about the importance of, of, of volunteerism and, and giving back and doing all those things at the association level, whether it's local or state or national. Yeah, for me, this was, it was sort of just ingrained in me at an early age that this is just part of something that you do. If you're in this, if you consider yourself a professional, no matter what industry it's in, you just, you have to be involved in the industry. And it's not, it's not for personal gain. If you, you know, we didn't talk about college, but my, my minor in college was in leadership. And so, you know, I've always kind of been involved in, if I'm going to do something, I like, I want to be in charge. I want, I want to be in a place where I can make an impact and make decisions. And, you know, I'm not going to complain about stuff if I'm not involved. Right. And so for me, this was always about how can I learn more about what's going on, whether it's governmental issues or issues facing our, you know, our industry or wh whatever it is, you know, the involvement for that and what you can learn from other people is just, it's invaluable. And I, I don't, for me, I, I don't know how people can be in an industry and not be involved at some level. So, you know, I tried it all, man. I, I, I was on the governmental affairs committee. I did the sales and marketing. I did the small broker. I did the YPNs, the, you know, all of it. And, it, and I learned something every single place. I didn't always agree with it. I think that's part of the beauty of it is you don't have to just automatically agree to everything that's happening. Um, but you got to be aware of it for sure. Zach, I, I thank you so much for your time today. I'm going to give you the last question I've given every single guest on the podcast. So um, no pressure here, but there I've said this before. No one's. <laughs> I know what's coming, man. I've heard the podcast. I know. <laughs> All right. If, if you could give one piece of advice to a new agent just getting started in the business, what would it be? Yes. And I love this because I'm going to tell you what Jeff Turner told me one time. And he said, stop asking for advice. And I thought that was so powerful because he said, listen, no matter what, he said, every person that you ask for advice is going to is going to give you their opinion based on something that they did. And so in my my advice to those people is it's like, stop asking for advice. Just go out. If you're brand new to this, go find someone who wants to buy a house. I don't know how that's going to happen for you. Everyone does. There's a million different ways you can do that, but don't do anything else until you find someone to buy a house. And then do it again and then do it again. And because you just, uh, you know, you could talk to a million different people and get a million different opinions. You're better off spending that time just trying stuff on your own because you'll learn and you'll meet people and people will, you know, just, so I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, sage advice or not, but um, that's what I would say is just spend your time learning, doing it for yourself. I love that answer. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> of course it came from Turner. That's great. Let me Yeah, of course, right? Yeah. Oh man, that was the best. And every time I anytime anyone asks me about my advice, I'm like, stop asking for advice yes. because it totally resonated with me. Now he was like my guest on episode five or six and he did not give that answer. So you gotta give him crap for that next Well, time. he's probably learned that since then. That's true. He was holding That's that back. He was holding back. <laughs> Let me uh what's if someone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? 
you can find, I mean, I'm all over, man. Social media, you can email me, Zach Shabbat at Gmail. Um, yeah, you can find me. There's, there's no, I got no, nothing to hide. So if you right. Google my name, I'm sure you can find me. <laughs> all right. Zach, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Best of luck in your, uh, in your new gig. I think it's, uh, I, like I said, I've watched Jay just love what he's doing there. And even after he announced his retirement, he's still having a great time. I know. Like, <laughs> man, I was sad to hear that. But yeah. Well, thanks, Bill, man. Anytime. And uh, look forward to seeing you soon.